You're listening to the Strategies for the Culture podcast. The podcast that evaluates the building blocks of the marketing and public relations strategies that make the culture go round. Taking a closer look at the behind the scenes efforts of our favorite brands, celebrities, and companies. This podcast will help you understand successful results-driven strategies and how you can build your own. Hosted by award-winning creative strategist and publicist, Donovan Mack. This is Strategies for the Culture. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Strategies for the Culture. I am your host, Donovan Mack, of course. And we really have a great episode in store for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening, listening to our previous episodes. If it's your first time, welcome. We're going to be analyzing some amazing strategies that are permeating and really enhancing the culture. We're also going to be talking about some great things when it comes to new opportunities and things like that. Not only to connect with me, but just kind of move forward in general to help you kind of be more strategic. Before we get started into the episode, speaking of the Versus brand and everything that they're doing, founded by, of course, Timbaland and Swiss Beats, I want to talk about a speaking engagement that I'm doing coming up in October with Black Girls in Media. Super excited for this. They'd actually posted something on Instagram looking for Black male publicists. Um, And some people had tagged me and I was like, I don't know what this was for, but hey, I was very grateful to be a part of those that were thought of by other Black Girls in Media that I've connected with and they had reached out and they were like you know what we had love for you to speak and be on one of our panels and I was like absolutely anything during this time for me as far as speaking I think is more than valuable so that's going to be October 24th and 25th coming up of course in a few weeks but I definitely wanted to give of course my strategy for the culture fam some first dibs so if you tag me in your story or in a post I will sponsor one of your tickets just hit me up and say I listen to you on the podcast post the flyer that's on my Instagram at I am the Don Mac on your Instagram story and I will sponsor your ticket to come to the conference so I am very excited shout out to black girls and media of course holding it down at this point like I've said before if the black female voice is not valued trust me when I tell you we have a problem on our hands but getting into kind of the episode and what we're going to talk about when it comes to strategies I want to mention the versus brand and it's crazy because I've been calling it the versus brand. I'm not sure people have seen or heard or talked about it in the way of a brand, but it's definitely something that's a movement. And I really think what Timbaland and Swiss Beats and the entire team, because I know it's grown since, you know, they started on IG Live are doing, I really want to highlight that this has turned into something that I really believe is going to go beyond quarantine. And what brand do you know that started within quarantine is going to go way and far beyond quarantine itself exactly so what I'm talking about is I can definitely and knock on wood pray of course the coronavirus goes away sometime soon and of course in the colder months I want everyone to be safe but definitely think you know once we are kind of out of this quarantine state once the phases go away and once we actually have the chance and I won't even say get back to normal life but I'll say get back to how it was back in February and January of this year when 2020 was really most of our years Um, and some of us are still killing it obviously but what I want to mention is I'm really thinking like when versus like really of course steps out and is really able to put on you know I feel like they're going to be doing a tour to black twitter of course has mentioned and I feel like you know with them doing it on apple t 
TV. And we're going to talk about why it's on Apple TV and why it's not like on a Fox, NBC, BET type situation. However, I really want to highlight that I feel like whenever we come out of this coronavirus time, it's definitely going to be something where we are all still rushing to our TVs, still rushing to Instagram. Well, I shoved it up to my TV, if you can tell, but still running to our Apple TVs, still running to Instagram Live to kind of see, of course, the versus battles that happen. And to be honest, I have been to some of the contestants or excuse me, the battles, the artists that have been in the battles. I've been to some of their concerts in the past. And listen, I really feel like they're going to take over when it comes to this tour because they can just play their music. Of course, I want to hear it live and I feel like it's going to be a whole new experience when we can actually start having tours. And shout out to those internationally because listen, they are living the life. You know what I mean? Like the U.S. is doing terrible when it comes to, you know, handling and containing this virus. And of course, we don't want to keep it contained, but at least just putting a handle on it. You know what I'm saying? Like other countries apparently have been doing much better than we have, which is no surprise with your president in there. So make sure you go vote. But I wanted to, and Versus also promoted voting as well. So we're going to get into how that was kind of slipped in there and partnerships and things like that. Um, But no, I definitely want to mention that the Versus brand has really kind of set itself apart when it comes to not only tapping into like our psyche and our psychology during this time, but also how you can kind of learn the movement and that once you find that, once you brand that, you can take it and it goes far. People will reach out to you for partnerships. Once you have something strong and you stay consistent let me tell you it sounds very simple I know it's a very strenuous process kind of finding your movement of course mine is strategies for the culture so you know don't steal that (laughs) make sure you guys know that you heard it here first obviously and people you know imitation is that form of flattering but still this is my movement so once I think you find that movement and just being consistent you know although I'm not the biggest fan of Gary Vee he's super super dope but he also mentions like it could be episode like 706 that pops off and then what you gonna do you know what I mean so it's really important to stay consistent and we're gonna talk about patience in a few episodes down the line because I feel like there are plenty lessons of patience within strategy that I can't go without mentioning but back to the versus brand so of course I mentioned I feel like it's gonna survive and not only survive I feel like it's gonna really surpass after quarantine because they're gonna be able to do so much more things like I can see of course some of them were filmed at Tyler Perry Studios which I think is another great partnership idea because the brand is still black owned I feel like they could do like a theater literally book out a theater you know have tickets sold and it's you know Brandy versus Monica live you know what I'm saying like that would be epic you know what I mean so I feel like they already had those in the works you know of course later down the line I've seen people been planning in-person events for April and May of next year and I'm like listen if that's how you're going to make your money, that's how you want to do it, fine. I pray that it's over by then, too. But I can, can tell you for a fact, I, I miss live events and in-person events, but it's going to be a rush, you know, over, you know, even when it was like April or like May and it started to get warmer outside. And then um, the governor of Georgia was like, we're going into phase two and no mask and blah, blah, it's warm outside. Like even then, I feel like, you know, it's going to be even bigger, hopefully next year in 2021, when we're able to actually do in-person stuff. Not saying December 31st, 2020 into January 1 is going to be when the coronavirus is over because a lot of work establishments and things like that have been like, oh, we'll revisit you coming back to work in January. And it's like, girl, 
listen, <laughs> just because 2020 is over, of course, it's been a roller coaster, doesn't mean that the coronavirus is going away anytime soon. I definitely feel like in these next three months or four months, we're going to see a lot of things planned because I'm not going to want to go out of the house anyway because it's going to be too cold. But in general, I feel like, of course, getting into flu season, knock on wood, you know, pray and just stay and stay safe. I definitely think Versus is going to kind of take over during that time as well. So getting into it, what brand do you know that also showcases their analytics after each battle? That is not something people do. You know what I mean? Like McDonald's, for example, doesn't share their sales after each day. Or even, you know, with artists, they may share like, of course, gold records, diamond records, things of that nature. You know, but after a period of time, you know what I mean? Where I finally got 500,000 or something short, they might share that on iTunes you know, based on the frequency of people that buy their single or album, they may boost to number one. But of course, I mean, next week or the week after, they're not at number one. So people are sharing Versus is sharing these things, these analytics that they're pulling. And shout out to the social team at Versus. I think they're doing great. But they're literally pulling analytics, putting it on a graphic and showcasing that this was more than this. This was more than that. Even something a little bit shady, which I'm sometimes here for a little shade, but just to give it, just because. They had showcased, and I don't remember which battle it was, but they had showcased on a particular battle that they got more Twitter, the number one trending on Twitter, but they also had gotten more tweets and more impressions than the VMAs, which is on 20, which was, of course, this year, 2020. So they said more tweets. It said on the flyer, too, more tweets than VMAs 2020. And I was like, that was a little bit shady, but it just showed the power of the brand, you know? So I'm hoping that was not in Alice, of course, but because this is one of the biggest award shows, of course, I think after the VMA is kind of award season for the summer in general, kind of shades away. Of course, you have American Music Awards and things like that come later and maybe some honorings and things like that. We just had the Emmys pass recently, uh, at least the date, the show, TV show Emmys, child, I don't know, award shows like that. I know the BET Awards, but that's about it. But um, I know award season, you know, is at the beginning of the year. So kind of getting into the slow thing when it comes to this is a major event of how people have stepped up kind of the virtual COVID experience when it comes to an award show and I think BET Awards really set it off because the um, regular award season was able to happen in person when the BET Awards kind of set it off and went like of course we're all the VMAs A-list stars like Lady Gaga Ariana Grande and things like that but yet an Instagram live movement brand got much more tweets and impressions and was talked about even more than, you know, the VMAs. I don't have the VMAs show data on hand, and I wish I did to kind of showcase it. Um, I definitely had the VMAs on, and then when Versus came on, I don't watch the VMAs anymore. Um, but it was definitely something where I was like, man, this is something. Like, the Versus has really created this space. And it's funny because, of course, it gave artists the value to kind of come back and reconvene with Patti LaBelle and Gladys Knight. They got to share great memories, you know, going forward. So I thought it was absolutely amazing. And just, you know, Dionne Warwick came on. It was a room full of legends. So I feel like it provides value there. Even when I saw Brandy and Monica rekindle, when John Legend and Alicia Keys were able to come together, even before when they weren't doing in person, when T-Pain and Lil Jon, that was like amazing. Like that was like really, really good as far as it tapped into, I 
feel like the nostalgia of it all as far as the music that we sit and love. But on top of that, I feel like it really created a space for the artist to kind of, let me showcase my work a little bit. You know, T-Pain had some things that we didn't know he did. And, you know, I think Lil John, of course, kind of not proved himself, but like kind of reproved himself to us. Like I'm still Lil John making, you know, hella money and I'm still that nigga. You know what I mean? Like, excuse my language. He's still that nigga. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's just something where, you know, the strategy that they put behind this and that, you know, we just kind of want to create a space where people can come together and celebrate these artists that compliment each other in music. It was like, let's do this on IG Live. Then after a couple of them, they got that partnership with Instagram that isn't like showcased, but they can do longer than an hour on IG Live. And I think that's like, that was step one for me. Like that was the best strategy because there's no other brand or no other account on IG that can do that. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's something that is like, it takes them to the next level because not only are they special and that they can do, you know, more than an hour on IG Live, which is something that's fixed specifically for them, but they were able to showcase the value that was like, look, we don't have time to be bouncing back and forth. Like, oh girl, I'll see you later in an hour. We're going to come off. It didn't work like that. So before the partnership with Apple, before the partnership with Ciroc, which we're going to talk about, Instagram was the first to be like, we'll give you, or Facebook, whatever you want to call it. It was like, we'll give you longer than an hour. You know what I mean? And I think that was a huge step in the movement. Kind of going forward to more, of course, they're detailing it. And I detailed this on my Instagram as far as how they're kind of providing strategies for the culture. Like I said, with the nostalgic piece that, you know, we get to revisit all those things from our childhood. Of course, those that were born in the I'm a 90s, maybe, but those that were born in the 80s. And, and of course, those beyond were able to really celebrate in Gladys Knight and, and uh, Patti LaBelle. And even those in different genres, we had Rick Ross and 2 Chains. That was like, of course, a whole trap set. You know what I mean? We had... Um, Kirk Franklin come on and do a whole gospel set with a whole bunch of people. It was uh, Kirk Franklin and Fred Heyman, I believe, and it was with Tamla Mann, and people just started showing up, and I was like, listen, this is a whole gospel movement. You know what I mean? Then we got into our R&B bag with Jill Scott and Erica Badu, and just, you know, the females really set it off, because that, like, put a whole new category. So I feel like we knew Jill Scott and Erica Badu were friends. We know that was that close, though. Then I think it really set it off, because, of course, this is, like, Twitter, black Twitter is always like, I want to see these two people. And I think they're all rooted in positivity. So they're not going to do, of course, it would be great, but they're not going to do a Kanye versus Jay-Z because they're not obviously good friends right now. But of course, I think when they did Brandy and Monica, Monica was like, I don't want to do that. And she was like, I do not want to do that with Brandy right now. And it was crazy because it was like, but Monica, these are like rooted in, you know, coming together, unity and things like that. But Brandy said she'd love to do it. Someone convinced Monica, and we are all grateful for that person, whoever they are, but somebody convinced Monica could go ahead and do it. And it was the highest rated versus to this date. So, and correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, but to this date, it is the highest rated versus. And I think that was the one they put on the VMAs that was like, we got more than them, you know? <laughs> so I feel like they really also was like, we were able to showcase this, but like, who, I don't, I still am on, besides the partnership with Instagram, that was my first thing was the strategy, but I'm still on like, they don't even have to showcase, you know, the analytics afterwards. They don't have to do that. You can, everyone can see that there's 1.2 million at one time within, and they don't do the, um, 
They don't do the gathering of like how many people actually came on IG Live. They do on Apple Music. And I want to talk about that partnership in a second. But they don't do how many people were actually there or tuned in. So I really believe it was doubled, if not tripled, of course, those that were in there at one time. But those that either came and left back and came back or those that came and had to do something like, of course, still count as a view. So I feel like it was even triple of those that showed up, which is absolutely great. I feel like also when it came to just, you know, the impressions and things like that, they were counting on Twitter. Are we number one as far as trending? You know what I mean? And they always were like, no matter who it was, they always were. If they weren't number one, they were definitely on the list in the top three as far as that that was trending. So I feel like they definitely have worked because, you know, they could go wrong. And I think the, the connection, the battle could go wrong. And I feel like not where it went wrong, where it was brand damaging, but to an extent when I think it was Sean Garrett or something, the producer, man, he was wild and low key. And I was just like, OK, I get it. He's kind of in competition right now. Even went on to Babyface and oh, my goodness. Teddy Riley, that was hilarious. You know, just the whole moment because they had to start, and this is another strategy, they had to start sending like Wi-Fi packages because when they did Nelly and Ludacris, Nelly was going all blotchy and you could tell that he didn't utilize the Wi-Fi package that was sent. I know that costs money. I know that costs time. I know it costs getting to them on time with all the mail system going away. Make sure you go vote. But I feel like on top, or register to vote, please. But I feel like if you're early voting, go vote early you know what I mean but I feel like on top of that he did not um utilize what they had given him and they knew they had to start you know either passing out these packages or doing a six doing tech doing COVID tests doing six feet you know and letting them kind of have the battle in person because you will not get good reception so I feel like Teddy Riley set the bar I don't know why that man had a whole band behind him you know and playing with babyface literally in the studio like I'm going to play my music and then I'm going to stop it. I'm going to play my music and then stop it. Teddy Riley was like, my jam, you know, bass player, drum player. I was like, this is not what Versus is about. Like, we want to hear your music, not hear you play it live. With exception to Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle. They sang their faces off and sounded just like the record. You know what I mean? I only wish that Patti was saying, where are my background singers? If you don't know that video, go look it up on Google. It is hilarious. But anyway, uh, I feel like that was the, kind of the only battle that had went wrong. And I don't even remember who it was against because they've done so many, which has been great. But Sean Garrett, he was just goofing. He was just a little bit too goofy for me at the time. Um, and I but still really enjoyed it because he was like a mastermind. Still is to this day a mastermind when it comes to the music game. So I feel like that was something. But even in showing us behind the scenes, I think it's important because Black Twitter, look, I want to see these two people. I want to see these two people. And I just knowing the versus brand and analyzing their strategies, I know it's not going to work. You know what I mean? Like they were talking about, which I think will work. However, you got to pick their 20. And I think you got to do 20 consistently. So I think although these two people may be evenly matched, one of them has 60, you know what I mean? And one of them has like 40, you know what I mean? But the one that I saw that would have been good, and I'm hoping they're doing this too, will be Tony Braxton and Mary J. Blige. And I feel like Mary J. Mary J. got, listen, 
Mary J got like a hundred, you know what I mean? So I feel like Tony got like 50. So I just, she got, Mary J got a song, got like 10 hits in each decade. You know what I mean? Like the amount of albums she has is way more than Tony's. That's the only thing I would say as far as just having a plethora. Because even on the Brandy and Monica, there were some things that I did, I wanted to hear that I didn't hear. So I don't want Mary to end up like that. Where it's like, I can't play everything. And it's like, no, 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 no. I want to hear everything. They were also looking for a battle when it came to for Missy Elliott and Swiss Beats was like not saying like she can't match with somebody, but she can be multiple people. So every time she says, you know, new whoever, so new Monica or Aaliyah or, you know what I mean? Or Sierra. And I feel like people forget that Missy and Sierra are super, super tight and one, two step. Like that was produced by Missy. So I feel like in times of that, like Missy can be multiple people. So like you got to really either tap into your producer bag or like your, cause she got the hits by herself too. So how are you going to compete with somebody where, you know, who has the creativity, the mindset of I produced it, you know, I got the albums on top of it. And not only that, I got 20 on both ends, 20 plus on both ends. Like I got my 20 hits just by Missy Elliott. And then I got my 20 hits plus more that I produced for others. Every time I say new whoever, that counts for me as a Missy record. You know what I mean? Like that counts in that time because she can tell a story. She can talk about how she produced it, where her creativity was coming from so I agreed with Swiss when it came to that but even showing us those conversations when it came to the behind the scenes development of what was going on I feel like that's something we can all adapt to our brands as far as even me kind of subconsciously I want to see the process like a reason behind the music on VH1 was a thing is because we like to see you know we like to invest in the personal brand of our artists and trust me, I have a really good guest coming up soon that is going to talk about all of everything you need when it comes to branding and personal branding as an artist. If you want to get a little hint, follow at the Gen Z exec on Instagram. And then we'll get you right. Everyone that has hit me up as far as I'm an artist and no shade. This is no shade. Everyone that hits me up talking about, you know, I want some PR for, you know, my new album. I'm not the best at music PR. I know people for that, but I'm going to send them all to her now because I'm just like, listen, you got the PR branding, marketing, personal branding. Guess what? I'm going to forward them to her. If it's a good fit, she can decide on that. But we have a really good guest coming. You know, we're going to record it next week, but it's going to be really, really good as far as that goes but in general with this versus brand and things like that just showing us the behind the scenes and creation and I feel like that's something that Beyonce has done too and shout out to Queen Bee of course but as a true Queen Bee stan it, within the DVDs and I don't know why people thought Homecoming was the first one because she's done one for every album except for Formation as far as like a whole DVD but and on the run a little bit too but she did some things on TV for it and of course Formation she gave us you know the video like she always does the hour long to showcase each song however the uh she's known she actually is known for you know really producing like the dvd she did one for i am War i am yours i am world tour live at rosalind and i have all of them if you can't tell but um, she definitely what in that had a behind the scenes piece where even when she was doing the b-day like anthology of her video and video anthology video anthology of different things she showcased the behind the scenes where i remember watching where she was like 
I got two left gloves instead of you know, a right and a left one. Or, you know, we really had to cheat the camera here because we only had two days to film. You know what I mean? So even showcasing the behind the scenes, I think, is important for artists. Because that's something where we can kind of get to know them more. But I'm going to save the artist conversation for later because I'm telling you, it's going to be hella amount of gems given to you as far as not only if you're a strategist working with artists or getting a lot of, you know, inquiries about working with artists. But on top of that, if you're an artist, I definitely want you to listen when it comes to that but in general with the partnerships that I want to highlight is with versus that of course Ciroc had to get on board which we love to see it because of course part of Comb Enterprise and if you don't know that's Diddy but Ciroc being a part of it I feel like that was a no-brainer I know he's cool with Timbaland and Swiss Beats so that was like man let's showcase some Ciroc and with the months coming up they do do the special um flavors I guess of vodka I'm not a huge drinker but they do like the special flavors of vodka when it comes to the um different seasons so and I it's funny I have all the special edition ones so I don't know why but for summer they have summer watermelon which isn't good unless you mix it with something but that's all right we love to see it um they have the black raspberry which was really really good I don't know I think it was for fall but I don't know exactly and then let me tell you I don't know how she found out that Ciroc was my favorite but my boss at work got everyone of course a drink for Christmas or whatever and she got me Ciroc white grape that is, I can drink that straight like that is delicious you know what I mean um it was a, and Ciroc is not cheap so, and it wasn't a small bottle either so shout out to my boss for that at work we love we stand our nine to five work family anywho um with that being said of course Ciroc really joined in and kind of partnered and I feel like you know, it's good because that's also a black brand that's kind of involved within. But on top of that, I want to mention, too, that the partnerships have been clear because they you do understand they started with um, a lot of TV networks being pitched to them. You know what I mean? Where it's like we want to put this on television and have us a whole segment. And at first it was like, nah, we doing we First of all, we're not selling out. Number one, like physically selling out not you know, selling out to the man, but you get the idea. We don't want this on a network television show because it's taking away the ex- accessibility when it comes to doing it on IG Live. Like everyone has a phone. We are utilizing social media. They had the partnership with Instagram. So that was also something they wanted to keep, keep the relationships. You know what I mean? As far as finally getting something. So if they left, like that would have hurt Instagram. Like you're using our platform for a Facebook, the company, a parent company, whatever. You're using our platform. We've given you longer. And now you're going to a station where they own some of the rights they don't want to do that so on top of that what they have done is they have communicated um, that they wanted to keep the nostalgia of you know the brand and the battle being on IG, IG live from there they got a partnership with Apple and of course they still do IG live well you would think majority of their viewers come from IG live however when they posted I believe it was Monica and Brandy, but when they posted, you know, the, you know, actual analytics like they always do, it was like 1.8 million on Apple TV. And it's crazy because I want to tell a story. My mother, who is really in tune to Versus now, she's like, Donovan, when's the next battle? My mother um, was actually like, can you put it on the TV? And I had been doing that during quarantine, just putting movies up, putting TV shows up. You know what I mean? I've been watching Girlfriends consistently. I love that show. Um, and I'm on season four, so I don't want it to end, but I'm almost season, almost done season four, actually. And I don't want it to end. But on top of that, I wanted to highlight and mention that, you know, 
with the partnership with Apple, they actually had more viewers on Apple TV than anything, and they than any platform, and they still do on IG Live. People still tune in to IG Live. You see all the verified check marks going on IG Live. Michelle Obama was watching um, Patty LaBelle and Gladys on there. At least her social account was. We're praying those were the actual Obamas. But regardless, um, they really took part in this partnership because. TV would have gave more people access. Like uh, if they didn't have the um, if they didn't have the partnership they did to put it on a different platform than Instagram. I feel like a lot of the generation that needs to hear Patty and Gladys would not have shown up because it wasn't on there. So I've actually been watching on Apple TV, which has been great because my whole family can watch it with me, put on the television screen. We still see the comments they post on Twitter. So I feel like that's perfect for us to watch. But I think in general, that opened the door to so many more. So not being something on TV where it's like, let me record this or let me watch it later or like let's edit it everything is live everything is up everything is there and they kind of have more control of kind of how things go when it comes to oh no don't cut that out or you know how a network it doesn't fit in the brand or you know even the cussing even down to the cussing with a tv you have the fcc which is the federal communications Ooh, i don't know what the last c is but you get the idea the government that of course establishes what the rules as far as what you can and cannot say on tv radio print, et cetera, and things like that, they would have to kind of go in that, in that bag and see like, what can we do? What can't we do? And we don't feel like playing clean music. So that's kind of why they had actually, thank you, Federal Communications Commission. That's actually exactly why they had taken a part in, you know, working with Apple TV to showcase it more, but you can cuss and play whatever. You can play WAP on Apple Music. You can't do that on, you know what I'm saying, on a network television. So shout out to the audio engineer for that. I really appreciate you, Ty. Uh, moving from there, I wanted to mention a few things before we head out, of course, with this episode, talking about, you know, just what they have been doing to kind of showcase the battles more and really, you know, hooking us up with some great nostalgic things going forward. The Instagram views, all of it strong. They're really providing value to the audience. Not only that, on top of the analytics that they show, they also tap into, you know, going on the charts for Billboard and Apple. And it showed how if you went in the singles portion after Brandy, Brandy and Monica, Literally, the, not only the R&B charts were full, but the all genres chart was full of singles from Monica and Brandy. The albums had shifted to number one, number two, like just being flooded on the charts as far as I'm going to have to tap back into my Monica and Brandy bag. Same thing with Patti LaBelle and Gladys. People were listening and watching. Twitter was pulling old videos of when Fantasia was doing tributes for Patti LaBelle. Like we just we really love to see it. And I feel like it was a great opportunity for verses to take on for us to kind of work on seeing like the amount of value when you provide to an audience, you'll get the right partners coming to you to kind of be want to work with you. You got to check to see the ones that want to exploit your audience. But on top of that, they've done a really good job with the ads as far as not having them, but then being there in a subtle way. And that's also consumer marketing and things like that, which we'll have an episode about later too. But in addition, mentioning the ad that kind of was the one that we were surprised about even. Of course, the Ciroc bottles are there. That's some advertising. You know, being on Apple TV, that's some advertising. However, the one ad that was posted that was super, super important, and they posted the app, the analytical, the analyticals, they posted the analytics for this too, as far as people that click the link. 
they had Kamala Harris show up to Brandy and Monica's verses on TV. Was like, hey y'all, love y'all music. Shout out to y'all. You know, I know it's a heavy black audience in here, and I just want to make sure we go vote. So I really feel like that that ad placement was super important. But was pro- I don't know who reached out to who, and hopefully it was you know someone of good spirits, not in malice. But I feel like they really like took part in thinking of what advertising is there because listen. Same thing with TV on why it wasn't great for probably a network show is because there's no ads. They'll take a break, you know what I'm saying, and come back and play some music for us. But there is no ad break in between. Of course, the verses, I think Patty's and Gladys went on for like two hours or so. Brandy's and Monica was like three hours. What's the, what network you know is going to take up three hour TV space on a time? That is way too much, you know, as far as the person that's seen and worked in TV to see like how things kind of shows are picked. First of all, that's a whole other opportunity for more ads to come in. And if it doesn't align, Swiss Beats and Timbaland was probably going to be like, we don't want to showcase those ads, you know, on there. And it opens up the floor for a lot of other advertisements of the networks as far as who has relationships to kind of place ads in there. Think about this, worst case scenario. What if Donald Trump put an ad in for, you know, I'm working with Fox. I want to put an ad in Fox. You know, if he loves Fox News, he puts an ad in there and they submit it and it works. You know, they put it in for controversy, whatever, as far as showcasing this brand with 1.2 million people consistently watching. That wouldn't have fit right with, the, of course, the audience, keeping them in mind, but also wouldn't fit with the versus brand as far as them being black owned, pro vote and then pro vote from there pro-Biden and Harris. So those are the things that I'm talking about when it comes to partnerships, showcasing value and choosing the right ones because it could go south. And I don't know who Timbaland Swiss Beats are working with as far as a marketing brand strategist, manager, whatever. Hopefully, of course, they got someone they can trust. It's not like they're doing a good job as far as who's on the team, especially the social team. But I feel like they have really set a good precedent moving forward as far as how to do brand partnerships and brand deals. In addition to how they're kind of working with other brands moving forward when it comes to showcasing what the audience needs to hear and what they're going to want to hear to kind of not lose that following. That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Strategies for the Culture. Please make sure you follow us on Instagram at Strategies for the Culture. Make sure you also tap into my personal page, of course, the host page at I am the Don Mac. Once again, for Black Girls in Media, if you're interested in attending the conference, post, you know, this post one of our pictures, post you listen to the podcast, whatever, just tag me in it that you're interested in going to the conference and I will sponsor your ticket. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day. Stay safe. Peace out.